Boom. And we're live, Vince. <laughs> How do you like this? No intro, no prelude, no wind up, nothing, man. Right into it. Right into it. Blast it. <laughs> Blast off. Blast off. Let's go. Blast off. It's Miles Monday. It is another Miles Monday celebrating the life, the legacy of Miles Davis. I'm uh, Brian Zimmerman, executive editor of Jazz Magazine, joined by my co-host, Vince Wilburn Jr., drummer extraordinaire, nephew of Miles Davis. And it's a really good episode, Vince. Yeah, what's up, B? We've nothing much, man. Hanging in there, you know, another Monday, another Miles Monday. Hey, B, it seems like we always have things going on right before we come on. People don't know. You know, our audience doesn't know what. Like, hey, showbiz, man. You know, you know right, always right. something. <laughs> right, right. Especially yeah. now, dealing with all this technology, putting on a show 3,000 miles apart. I'm in Miami. You're in L.A., as is our guest, right? He's yeah, still in L.A. Yes, he He's is. kind of a Los Angeles icon. We're talking about the one, the only Cameron Graves. Amazing piano player, amazing keyboardist, founding member of the West Coast Get Down, which is kind of like when it comes to jazz, this is the crew. This is the crew. West Coast Get Down, Kamasi Washington, Cameron Graves, Ryan Porter, all those cats, cats out in L.A. making Bruno some Brothers. serious noise. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and you know what? The, the, the One amazing thing, and I have to say this, they're just chill. You know what I mean? We we had a little thing at Howe's. Cats played with me. And they would never tell me, oh, let me turn Miles down a little. Okay. Let's not turn Miles down. Let's just put him down a little bit. <laughs> put a little love we in never it. turn miles down never turn them down turn yeah. them down in the volume got, right. but but these cats were working on all these different projects but they were never bragging about it you know you know kamasi was was sending right. uh, subs when he couldn't make the gig cam was out on the road and he would send somebody between him and brandon coleman they would you know they were the cats and playing with us and but they were just always chill and humble, man, you know, and badass cats, you know. That's, Absolutely. That's, I call them my nephews, man, and my little brothers because I love them. Man. It's part of the Miles Davis family, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Miles yeah. Davis family. Beautiful for sure. cats. Beautiful We're going to get, we're going to bring them on in a bit. We have some announcements first and foremost. First of all, if you're watching this and you know someone who would be down to chat with Cameron Graves to sit in on this conversation, click the share button and we'll make this a real jam. We'll make it a hang. Um, secondly, if you're watching and you have a question for Vince, for Cameron Graves, drop us a line in the comments section. We will get to it on air. We'll ask the question at the end of the show. Again, it's a friendly conversation. Feel free to say hello. Uh, Vince, we also got some birthdays to celebrate today. Man, let me see. It's a young bassist. I think he might hail from Cincinnati, maybe. I don't know where he was born, but. His name is Bootsy William Collins, but affectionately known as Bootsy. Bringing the funk. Just dropped a Happy new album, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, we gotta one. Get, we got to get him on the show. That's right. We got to get him on the show maybe sure. yeah, next few weeks. And then in heaven, one of the rhythm masters of all times, Mr. John Jabbo Starks. Amen. Happy Our hero. birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. That's Happy birthday. Well, hey, without further ado, Vince, we our guest is waiting patiently backstage, and we have a lot to talk about. Most importantly, love of all things, Miles Davis. So why don't we go ahead and bring in our friend, Cameron Graves. Hey. Hey, what's going on, Cameron? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Good to see y'all. 
Thank so you so Aaron, much for being here, what's man. What's up? What's up, Vince? <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Yeah, appreciate it, man. We were talking a little bit beforehand. If you don't know Cameron Graves, you got to check this guy out. Um, most recent album uh, came out in 2017, correct? Planetary right, right. Prince? Yeah. yeah, Planetary Prince. That's Planetary right. Planetary Prince featured a bunch of musicians from the West Coast Get Down. And just, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your background first and foremost, because when I first spun this record, it was like nothing I ever heard. You know, you talk about a fusion of sounds, man. It was like you had everything in the gumbo, you know, classical, yeah, <laughs> even, you know, jazz, definitely Bootsy Collins-esque funk, man. Everything was there. So, you know, I'd love to hear before we get into the formation of the West Coast Get Town stuff. Of course. <laughs> just like what your musical life was like growing up, you know. Well, Vince was definitely a part of that. <laughs> I yeah, gotta man. say, man. Right. Uh, man, you know, I, I came up classical. I, I got a brother too. His name is Taylor Graves. Okay. And he's Taylor. pretty much yeah, he's pretty much the same as me, man. And uh, you know, my father. My father's a soul singer. He's like a soul singer producer from the seventies, man. He came down, he he joined Skylark in the seventies and uh wow. he had his own own record out called Baby Hang Up the Phone. His name wait, was wait, 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 wait. You mean the group Skylark? Yeah, the group Skylark, yeah. Your dad? Yeah, my dad was what was in the group Skylark and he and he toured with them for a long time. Um you know, see, you Johnny see what I mean? Carl oh, 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 okay, okay, hold on, hold, hold on. You see what I mean, Brian? These cats, man, these cats, you know, they just they're they're, they're, they're beautiful human beings, and they they they're incredible musicians, and they're very humble, man. But they'll play your ass, they'll swing you out of the playground. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go ahead, Cam. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, nah, no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. I, you know, that's that's where I come from, man. My my father, Carl Graves, and. You know, he was he was part of a lot of groups, Oingo Boingo and all those all those groups, man. And uh, he uh, he got me and my brother started classical music, classical music for because, you know, some of us started in church and some, some of us started in classical music. Well, me and my brother got started in classical music. But my my father was always playing uh, jazz and 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 R&B, you know, 70s, 60s, 70s R&B, you know. Right. Um, that's why I see my father is the one that turned me out to Jimi Hendrix. He, all the soul singers, Otis Redding and, and, and all of them, man. And, um, you know, Coltrane, Miles yeah. Davis, Art Tatum, it all really came from my father's influence, you know, like just trying to, you know, get me into jazz too. And so, because I was going, I went to that school, Hamilton high school, right. You know, so as I was getting there, he, he was trying to really get, get me into jazz and, you know, kind of, you know, get me situated with jazz, even though I was coming from classical. And then at Hamilton, that's where I finally met Kamasi Washington in the jazz band. Wow. And from there, Kamasi was the one that said, hey, man, why don't you come over to this other jazz band at, at Locke High School uh, with Reggie Andrews called the Multi-School Jazz Band. And so I, I went with him, you know, on one of the trips because Reggie Andrews would come and pick us up from Hamilton and he'd drive us to, to Watts, uh, mm -hmm. where Locke High School is, and we'd go. And that's where I met everybody, man. Uh, Ryan Porter, you know, Brandon Coleman, Ronald Bruner, Stephen Bruner. Everybody was in that multi-school jazz band. <laughs> this was like an after-school program? People from all different schools could come together? It was. It was. Um, some Most of them were from Locke High School, like okay. Ronald and Stephen from Locke High School. But some of us were from L.A. High. Some of us were from Jefferson High. 
and then obviously uh, Hamilton High. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Cam Reggie came up with with Indugu and Patrice and right and Lock. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Reggie yeah. Andrews is a, a kind of a, his own in his own right a famous piano player. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Indugu and um and Patrice Russian and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all these wow. all these different and he he would have some of them come by and give us master classes for the for wow. the for that multi school jazz band. You know, one time I remember even he had Herbie show up and give us a master class, and that was <laughs> yeah, that was amazing, man. Yeah. That was amazing, you know, and um. So yeah, uh, that's it, everybody. You know, Terrace Martin, everybody from that multi-school jazz band. We that's kind of the start of how the formation of the West Coast Get Down yeah. started. Started way back then, just as high school students, really. You know, in that jazz band, Miles too. Uh, yeah, Miles Mosley too. He okay. was there. He was he was like in and out. He wasn't mm -hmm. like a dedicated member. Because he he Miles Miles Mosley was the first one out of all of us to actually get like a record deal, mm. and he had like a he had like a, a, a like a rock band at the time. Wow. You know, he was about seventeen, and he was doing some stuff like that, and then that kind of dropped on him, and that's how he started his own uh, Miles Mosley, you know, kind of trip. And 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 that was the thing because it was it was closely aligned to. Coltrane and Miles, the same thing where Miles Mosley had kind of like this quintet or sextet, and they came out of the Thelonious Monk organization, you know, with Barbara Seeley and all of them. And then me and Kamasi started Young Jazz Giants with Ronald and Steven, kind of like a quartet. And that was also on the scene. So you had these two groups like on the scene, you know? Wow. And Brandon wow. Coleman was always playing with Miles too, as well. It was kind of going back and forth between me, uh, you know, Young Jazz Johns and Miles, Miles Mosley. And then it was just a gig that Kamasi booked where we all showed up at the same time for the gig. <laughs> and we decided, okay, let all, all 10 of us, we're going to play this gig right now. Wow. wow. And, that, and, that's and that became the West Coast Get Down? That kind of became the West Coast Get Down right there. Now, who, who named yeah. it the West Coast Get Down? Yeah. That, that's Miles, that's Miles Mosley. So. Okay. Miles finds this Miles like because we we skipped around through clubs the Doughboys dozens uh the, you know we we even had Fifth Fifth Street Dicks we had the World Stage obviously the World Stage like all oh, the yeah. time uh but then Miles found this club in Hollywood called the Piano Bar and mm -hmm. uh he was the one that was like I want to you know make a, a residency Wednesday Friday night and so he kind of called us for the gig. Just a random gig, kind of like Hal's Vince. Same right, thing right, where right. You, you just got called for the gig. Right. And then it just, eventually we started, because Miles, we were all kind of, we didn't want to play standards. We wanted to right. play our original music. We we would write music and bring it to the bandstand. And it, yeah, it, it which, just. Which, which was cool, because that was, that was, what we were doing, when you all played with me, was standards. But, right. Brian, they would take the shit out. <laughs> right, Cam? No, no. I, I say that in a loving way, and it yes. was, yeah, it yes, was, it was man. like, what, you know? And well, that was, that is absolutely my question, man. Because when I was right. in a band in high school, when I get my friends together, it was just we, you know, want to jam standards and songbook stuff, and you know, swing a little bit. That's what we want to do. Where did this impulse come from? Because the guy the stuff you you guys were doing was like unlike anything anyone else was doing. I mean, you were really kind right. of pioneering <laughs> over there, you know. 
Yeah. Where did that drive come from? I mean, you know, it, 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 a lot of it comes from the audience. Like you're Mm. there at the club and then, you know, you're bringing in these tunes, you're writing your own tunes, you're bringing in these tunes and the tunes that the audience really loves, they, they go, you know, they Mm. started really get into it. They would cheer, they would shout for it, you know, Yeah. though that kind of guided like, Oh man, these, these might be, the badass tunes that we might have to put together either either as a conglomerate uh, conglomeration record, yeah. you know, or, or, or our own separate records, you know, like, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of came together just naturally, man, just yeah. naturally. And, and it, it, the, the funny thing is too, is that house we, cause we would be doing house at the same time, man, Vince, and, See, it was crazy. Go ahead, tell them, Cam. And and that's that's actually where I met like Edwin Livingston on bass, uh, killing bass player Rostine Calhoun on yeah. on sax. Yeah. And that's when I really started getting a chance to play with this other sax player uh, named Zane Musa, who yeah. would come in. And Zane was just a a monster yeah. player, you know. And then once I met Zane there, I told him, hey, man, you should come check out Piano Bar. And then that's when Zane started coming down to Piano Bar. And Zane is funny. He would just he would just show up in the middle of the tune and pull out his horn and yeah. blow and then pack up and leave. Man. And he'd, he'd play long <laughs> solos, but like like he would take it out. You, you, you know, the thing about those cats, man, about you guys, you, were, you weren't afraid, you know, to, to take the music out. Yeah. And sometimes people at house they didn't they didn't know they were like so intrigued by what the hell was going on, you know. <laughs> it was like the cellar door, you know. With me, you know, me with and then with the young cast man just just experimenting, Seriously. and then Seriously. you all took it took it over to your spot with the original, and, and you know, like musicians, Brian, you know, we 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 write music, go in and record it, and then tour, right, right, or, or support it. You guys were writing the music. And, and putting it in front of the, the audience, yeah, you know, right there, bringing bring yeah. the tools to the people. by fire, yeah, yeah, Trial by fire, yeah. exactly. Which is which is really killing. Which is really, and Zane and, and and when Kamasi couldn't make a hit, then he yes. would he would he would send Zane. It was and, and Brian Kamasi and Zane, yeah, yeah. This cat Zane was you know he was a monster too. He he passed away. Oh, know? I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tragic ending, but yeah. uh, no, Zane was an incredible player. So All when right. Cam couldn't make it, it was either it was either it was either Cam. Uh, or uh, uh, Brandon, or Brandon. Right. I call him B Cole. Yeah, B you know? Cole, man. <laughs> and they, you know, like they didn't want to turn. You know, the cats are like they were like, you know, you couldn't cage them. You know, you couldn't like you had to let them express themselves because that's well, what it, they were there for. Yeah, it know? it reminded me. It felt like such an old school scene. You know, when you think back, pre kind of like jazz university days. Yeah. You know, back to the Philly scene, you know, where Clifford was like paving the way for Lee Morgan and cats like that. A Harlem scene, a Brooklyn scene with Randy Weston, you know, jamming in those West Indian joints, a Dallas scene, Kenny Durham. You know, it was just like these artists, you know, it was like this magical confluence of time. They God put these artists in the right place at the oh, right man. time oh, and developed yeah. this sound that was unique to the city and it's rare that that happens, man. And, and they so, all knew each other, B. Right. So, so if, right. you know, if, if B. Cole or Cam can make it, then they they send another bad cat. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it was like they were, it was like cats coming from everywhere. I'm right. Like, oh and it seemed it was so God. collaborative. You could tell yeah. there's not a hint of like competition or ego. You so know, when I went I f- to see when I went to see their hit, 
it was like, what is this? It was, it was, it was it's a movement. It still right. is a movement, you right. know. It's a movement. It's a movement. And, That's uh, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were fortunate of, like, we we were all '90s kids, man. Right. So mm. the thing is, we were fortunate of to like be uh, on the cusp of like before, you know, before a lot of the older cats passed away. We were able to get, we were able to meet, you know, Le- uh, Harold Land and mm. Billy right. Higgins mm. and. Um, you know, just a lot of other guys that that uh, Gerald Wilson, we they were still alive, you know, when we were going to school, high school and college, and we were able to like hang out with them, talk with them, just you know, get get you know lessons, get master classes, and you know, learn the history. To right. where when we got to the piano bar, we had like this vision of. We, what you were saying, we, we wanted to create our own village vanguard. We, we had that, sure. that, that thing that was like, man, we gotta, we gotta have that, man. You know, right. where we got the cats hanging out at the club and, you know, cause we just heard all those stories and we wanted right. to have that so bad from the, from the, 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 the older cats, you know? So yeah. You just built it yourself, which is amazing. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So then, my, you know, LA, LA will just tear stuff down, man. See, like New York will keep it. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like a monument. LA is yeah. like, oh, yep, we got a you know real estate. Da, 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 da. Uh, we we were sad when it got torn down, man. And the ha- house house closed up too. Yeah, you know? man. So it's like it was it was tragic, you know. But but were you guys recording Kamasi's new record? That's what and I was going to ask. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, B. No, no, no. That's exactly what I wanted to know. You know, in terms of you going from a scene, right, and a bunch of cats that are playing together to, you know, going international and start putting out records. What was the timeline of that? Was it Miles that recorded the first album? Miles Mosley? Well, okay. So what happened was we get to a point in the piano bar um, <clears throat> thing where it, it's getting really popular. And then Miles was, Miles was the one that kind of suggested it. Why don't we do a... A, a recording session where we take a month and we all pitch in at the studio it was in Eagle Rock and we all kind of record each other's records at the same time because mm. we, we knew each other's books, you know, we mm. knew Kamasi's book, we knew Miles's book, everybody knew my book, Ryan's book, you know, so we're okay. So then, and then Miles, Miles has a very like, really good organized mind miles mosley is like really good at organization so he created kind of like this recording schedule where every three hours uh uh every single day for four weeks every three hours we would concentrate on you know one one uh one member's book you know and record his book you know so like so you know we started, it started with Miles first, but then it would just, he would just rotate. We would just rotate. And we, he had it on a board, you know, whose tunes <laughs> are we doing today? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And yeah, about a month, you know, we took the whole December. It was like December of, so I can't remember, 25th, 20, must have been like 2013 or 2012. And we just like recorded everybody's. Everybody got their first records recorded. Planetary Prince, the Epic. Wow, that was back in 2012, 2013. Yeah, that's, that's, about, that's, yeah. that's like that's like Motown or, or modern day Blue Note. You know, cats right. come in with their with right. their music. Yeah, but but you guys were wor- working on those songs, those tunes when we were doing the thing at, at House. You know, because yes. you would you would yeah. sub it out, or Brandon would sub out, or or Kamasi would sub out. 
But yeah, you know what, those, Brian? Those Brian, things, yeah. they would never tell me what the hell they were doing. They were like, oh, man, I can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't make this even, but I got, but you know what? Because the cat they sent was like, oh, shit, another bad cat, you know? Yeah. And they always knew who all the bad cats were. I say, Cam, who's who can we get? Because you're going to be working and Brandon's out. But man, call this dude. And then it was another yeah. bad cat. It's like, I was like, Shh. I was like yeah. amazed, you know. You remember uh, Vince? You remember Austin Peralta? Yeah, the, man. The young Austin. kid. Yeah, Austin, man. Yeah, another another one. Another right. bad Austin, yeah, I lost man. too Austin, soon. I know. Man, he was so mean too. You know. Yeah. These cats didn't even want to take breaks. You know, like breaks. <laughs> really? And how? Ha- and how the awesome. owner? How the owner used to tell us like to turn down something. These cats would get mad at me. Like hell no, man. Let's play. Let's go. Let's go. You know. And I'd have to. I'd have to tell how to leave us alone. You know. I mean, this is club, of course. You know, I say, "How? Come on, man." That's funny. That's so true. We Remember? <laughs> and one yeah. time, one time, Brandon Coleman got mad at me. He was ready to book. He was ready to leave. You know, because he, he uh, didn't want to. You know, he, the cats wanted to play. We all wanted to play. You know, <laughs> oh, man, it was great times. So, yes, so you guys yes. were working on all this music at that time. Yeah, working on all that. We were we were in the studio, man, recording everybody's record. You wow, know? and including the epic, and including Kamasi's. Well, that's the thing. So, you know, I think, you know, Kamasi doesn't tell me a lot of stuff either, man. Kamasi got stuff in the works. You know, he, he's, he's, a, he's, you know, he's a quiet cat. Yeah. But uh, I believe that Kamasi probably most likely, maybe even six to a year before that, had a situation bubbling, you know, right. with his, the manager he works now and a plan at which to go forward with his tunes. And then the, the, the recording session just happened to be a great avenue for him to just get the, get the record done, you know, because right. his record, once his record was done, it was almost like a year after that, you know, vinyl pressing, yeah. uh, packaging and yeah. release, you know, he had it, he had it together, you know, and he, he called all of us. He was like, Hey man, I got my stuff. I got the tour going. Let's, let's just do this. And it was so funny too, because right at the time he got the tour going, I jumped on Stanley's tour. Like mm, right, I just wow. had got Stanley's tour. Oh man. And so it was a big choice for me, man. And, and I, I really wanted to take Stanley's. I, I had to do Stanley's gig, you know, Stanley so, Clark? Yeah, Stanley yeah. Clark. And so, you know, Kamasi was like, hey, man, drop all your gigs, man. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. West Coast, get down. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Where I got this. And I was like, man, I just got the Stanley gig. It's going to be my first time. <laughs> and it'll be really great to get Stanley's gig on my resume, man. Like, it, I, yeah. that's, I did that in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, man. It was like the Wayne Shorter story with Art Blakey. Miles Davis called him. Wait, I want you to come over, man. <laughs> but he had to right. respect Art Blakey's right. He had to respect Wayne's commitment to Art Blakey. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, and and I learned. And let me tell you, man, I learned so much on the Stanley Clark gigs, man. Just you know, you know, Vince. You, I you saw you. Stanley. I saw you on the Ronnie Scotts. Yeah, man. Oh, Ronnie yeah, Scotts. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Uh, you, you work with Harvey too, right? No, I never got a chance. Yeah, that okay. was Kamasi's gig. Yeah, Harvey was Kamasi's okay. gig. I okay. never got a chance okay. to play with Harvey. Okay. Yeah, okay. no. Wow. But. uh but I met I, I met a lot of them though, you know, with Stanley. They would always come Stanley's gigs, hang out or, in the green room, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I mean. And so as these albums started rolling up, because again, you recorded them, you had them in the can, and you were releasing them over time. 
You know, were you surprised? I think a lot of us were at just like the sheer popularity outside of even jazz circles, you know, by these records. I mean, these things, everybody was listening to these records by the West Coast Get Downs. Next thing you know, you, you guys are playing, you know, Lollapalooza, rock shows, stuff like that. Was that surprising at all? Or had you been accustomed to it just from being out in L.A.? You know, it, 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 uh, it, the funny thing about that is um, we knew that we had some sort of power because of the piano bar. We saw that mm. we saw the people react to that at the piano bar. I mean, the piano bar blew up, man. It, it's a, Young it's people, a right? Oh, y'all had lines all down the yeah. street. Right? Yeah, down the street. Yeah, we so we we knew that, you know, yeah, young people, uh, you know, just um, foot traffic, just all general foot traffic was just, yeah. you know, they would stop. They would come to piano bar. I mean, the free to get in thing definitely helped, you know, the way the business was designed. But it was just, yeah, we saw the impact at piano bar. So it wasn't surprising that, you know, we get out on the road and, you know, the same thing is happening. But I do have to lend it towards Kamasi's hard work in terms of pioneering that where because it, it was hard at first you know it was definitely hard and and kamasi had to take a loan out real quick and pay for the tour bus and mm -hmm. and all that stuff and yeah. um you know and and cats were fighting on the road <laughs> especially with <laughs> ronald happens. especially with ronald on the bus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh but uh but but you know kamasi just kamasi didn't pay he just he he just rode through all of that he was like, we're going to bang this out. Yeah. And about two years of really just like hitting the pavement across the country and also like um, internationally, it, you know, it did what it did, man. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned you were 90s kids, you know, as was I, you know, and I think just having that hip hop connection was also big, you know, and that oh, influence yeah, yeah. and that and that sound in your For ear, sure. you know. So, I mean, and when it came to, Artists from the West Coast get down collaborating with hip hop artists. I mean, Snoop, right. um, yeah. you know, Kendrick. Where did that really start? Who reached out to who? How did, how did that whole kind of how did those spheres first collide? Wow, that's that's that uh, that's just that's gig after gig, man. You know, Kamasi and Ryan had that Snoop gig. That was like a you know yeah. working gig for them for a while because Snoop had that band. Right. Oh, so they were in the horn stuff. section of, of yeah. Snoop's band. Okay. And that that also, to tell you the truth, I have to admit that the hip hop, the the hip hop connection, because we were all into hip hop, obviously, yeah. man. Since you know, nineties Jay Dilla and and Timbaland and all that stuff. But yep. Terrace Martin was the first one to come to us and be like, "Yeah, man, that's cool. I'm I'm playing jazz, but I'm not really playing jazz that much, man. I'm doing this hip hop shit now, man. I'm really getting into it, man. I'm producing." Right. You got to check out some of this stuff. And yeah. so that's when he started inviting, like he would invite uh, Kamasi a lot to some of the Snoop Dogg sessions because he was doing, Snoop Dogg was working with Nocturnal and mm. and Terrace was working with all of that stuff, you know? Right. And then and then there was also the Steven Bruner connection. Steven started working with Jay Davey and also then started working with Erica Badu. Steve, Steven comes from Erica Badu. Erica Badu is kind of the one... We all we all say that Erica Badu is kind of one that put Steven on, you know, because mm -hmm. she did. She kind of like introduced Steven to the world, kind of, right. you know. And from then on, 
he just kind of took off with you know he met Flying Lotus and then and then also there's the the Flying Lotus connection because Lotus is big, you know hip hop DJ kind of like uh, you know ethereal progressive hip hop yep. DJ, so you know it 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 was a melt it was more of a melting pot yeah. it was a melting pot and you and know, the Kendrick Kendrick Lamar too, you know? and then Kendrick yeah, yeah what happened was he gets Terrace Martin starts working with Kendrick, and then Terrace introduces kendrick to steven you know and then and then the thing is is my brother taylor works really closely with steven steven and taylor have like mm-hmm. a really close like writing relationship a lot of steven's first two records was steven and my brother taylor and then so and then so that's when taylor kind of hooks up with with kendrick and steven you know that whole thing so i mean it just like i said melting pot man you know and you just you just you just go where the gigs are, man. You get the gig, yeah. and you're like, okay, let me check this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, but, and 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 I gotta stress in LA, it's 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 huge. It's a you know, it's, it's LA, but word of mouth gets around quick. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you can attest to this, and and people know who's the hot cats. And every time you guys, so your, your names kept coming up. You know, right? And you know, if you can if you can back the shit up, and you got the gig, you know. Right, and you got, right. And I'm gonna tell you, man. In this business, you 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 gotta you have you gotta have some type of a taste of humility, you know. To, to you don't have to kiss ass, but just be humble. And you guys are humble and respectful, and you can back this shit up. That's cool, you know? man. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. I get that. Yeah. We could get Stanley sure. on here. You know, we can get any anybody who's worked with you guys, and and they'll tell you. You know, you know. Right. I'm like. I never had to worry, B, on a gig when I call these cats. We could That's call anything. Thing. We could we could call fucking. We could play Maiden Voyage, and it wouldn't even sound like Maiden Voyage. <laughs> they take it out. Oh man, they take it out. Oh, anything. Hey man, I I would love to talk some miles, you know, and just kind of how he factored into your life coming up, you know, because you mentioned. And you talk to any jazz musician asking them when they first started listening to Miles, like when you first start breathing. It's just like Miles is always there. Oh, but, of you know, I'm curious as to kind of your influences um, regarding Miles and maybe piano players that played with Miles. Like which yeah. keyboard did Miles lead you to that really kind of resonated with you? Oh, man. I mean, OK, so that's that's a big study, man, for both for all of us, man, because you took away different teachings from both bands there was the miles davis quintet and Mm. then there was the john coltrane quartet and so like especially with miles quintet first of all a lot of a lot of drummers get their stuff from tony uh when you when you get this this two different teachings there's the tony and then there's the elvin jones the the heavy elvin jones and then there's the light uh choppy tony williams you know what i mean Yeah, and then there's also then same with same with the piano players. Like Herbie was such Herbie is probably the biggest influence ever in piano history. You know, yeah. piano keyboards, yeah. and and uh, especially when Herbie got into his own records, like you know, uh, you know, Headhunters and Manchild and all that stuff. Man, I mean, that just was like that took it way far. And yeah. the, 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 the cool thing about Miles Davis is Miles was the cat that got known for 
bringing on young musicians. Like he was always looking for the young fire, man. Right. Like, where's he? And he was the first one to break away. Miles was the first one to really break away from standards. Like, cause back in the day you'd have standards too. Right. Yeah. And then miles was like, you know, after a while, Miles was like, nah, man, we're not going to play those standards, man. We're going to play this, and we're going to bring these new tunes to the bandstand, and we're going to play this and that. And, and yeah, Miles was the pioneer of that kind of mentality in jazz. Yeah. Like, bring the newness, bring these young cats. I want this young fire on the bandstand. You know, It's got to sound different. It's got to sound new. It's got to sound different. You see how it played out new. in your career, man. That's did, Yeah, right. Did you, you know... Coming from such a strong classical background, what was it like to make the leap? Because you do a lot of electronics now, you know, you do a lot of, of hammer. Yeah. Was that, you know, did you was that kind of a fun challenge for you to kind of pick up on this stuff? And there's so much tech involved in this that people don't understand. Going back to the old days with like the Moog stuff, and you're literally patching chords around. But even today, programming these sound pads, um, you know, was that kind of a, a an odd leap for you? Did you dig the challenge? Well, I got into see that's the funny thing, man. Is uh, by about fourteen, fifteen, also another another push from my dad, man. He got me into like production, you know, oh, okay. working with working working with digital performer, working with yeah. Logic, and then from there, the hip hop influence, make, making these tracks. And there was a lot of rappers at school too, so we'd invite the rappers over to the studio and we'd make tracks and we we'd do that. And then we so we also grew up doing that too as well you know so it was right. kind of like doing both playing instruments studying an instrument but also studying production and recording and that kind of stuff you know so it wasn't too far of a stretch to work with keyboards and stuff you know because once you get into that you get into keyboards early on man you know we, we I've, you know going to nam show since I was like 17, 18, and just being at NAMM, did the whole world of NAMM show, you know, you just get right, right. immersed in, in all that stuff. It's crazy. Absolutely, man. Every piece of musical technology under the sun is there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you just, you know, it, it it plays that. I mean, we were all like that. We all came up like that. Me, Steven, Brandon, Ronald, um, Kamasi was actually more jazz oriented when he was coming up. He he did okay. He, even though he's into hip hop, I mean he's from Inglewood, but like with his studies, his studies was definitely a lot more instrument oriented and I can see you know, that jazz oriented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and his uh, and his dad too, right, Cam? His dad and his of course, yeah. yeah. Mr. Washington well, is yeah, he's from the sixties, yeah. man. Ricky. He yeah, oh yeah, man. And in fact, it's Bad funny because. His his dad and uh, Ronald's dad had a band together like back in the sixties, like a fusion fusion band, man. And Mr. Bruner sounds crazy on drums too, man. They're, they're, oh yeah, he's bad. He's a monster. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. I remember he did a gig opposite Ron. It, it, it was at the at the Roxy, I think. Remember? Yes. I, I think yes. he opened up for for Ron. You know? Yeah, killing. absolutely, man. Yeah. He's yeah. it's it's really cool to see that, man. Actually, I, I played with Mr. Bruner a couple times on the. He has this new group called Strange Jazz Universe, and. Uh, and it's really cool stuff, man. Really cool stuff. He's a bad cat too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so your dad, he didn't lock you into anything. I mean, you were open to all types of metal, hip hop, rock, whatever you wanted to get into. Yeah. Right? Well, the funny thing about that is, 
uh, again an influence for your brother's dad. not your brother's not locked in anything either you both you yeah guys. no we both oh, do we both do definitely rock and metal too as well and that came from a yeah, I don't know if you guys remember a band called Living Color. I'm sure you do. Living oh, Color. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So so we were big. Of like, course. I was, you know, we were young young guys, man, like 10, 10 years old, man. But we were so into, like, Living Color, Eddie Van Halen and Living Color, man. And that started us on the road to rock and metal because, like, okay. you know, Living, <laughs> Living Color was crazy, man. Uh, Vernon Reed on guitar, man. Yeah, I got to tell and, Vernon and Will Calhoun. I got to tell him. Yeah. Man. Yes, dude. I, Vernon, I never knew Vernon's that. my here. Vernon was my hero, man. That wow. Dude. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, and that, and then the funny thing is, is, you know, uh, late 90s, that's when that whole new metal scene came in. And, and that's, I got re, cause we got reintroduced to it. I, I left rock and metal for a while and I just concentrated on classical and jazz and hip hop, you know, not up until about 98, 99, when like these bands started coming around these crazy bands and i was like whoa what is this i forgot about this, this power right here and so we you know yeah and and a lot you know it i was the one that really kind of got into the lot you know ronald used to bag on me all the time he said, well, why are you listening to that crap man <laughs> but uh i got into it man I, you, I you were so it. you were digging the new metal huh I love new metal, man. So wait, guys. who are the groups? Because you know, you read through some of your stuff, and it's like you talk about influences, and like Mashuga is up there. I don't know if you would Meshuga. consider like Mashuga yeah. new metal, but so who were your new metal groups, man? No, that, so that's curious. it. Yeah, There's okay. Corn, corn, Slipknot, okay. Yeah, and man. Mashuga, you know, are the three biggest one, and then I and then Soulfly from Brazil, man. Those guys are cool, badass. Man. So like they they those are the four biggest influence, and I th- I would have to say Mashuga is my biggest influence. Because because I would look for stuff where that had high musicianship, right? But in the in the metal realms, you know what I mean. So right, and Mashuga was kind of like that for me. You yeah, know? I, that's what I was going to say. Because a lot of people may look at metal and jazz, and you know, if you look like jazz and hip hop, you say, okay, I see where some of the seams kind of line up with the idea of improvisation, like a cipher, people freestyling stuff like that. How would you say they line up for for metal and jazz? Are there similarities? Do you see, you know, in uh, how they operate, how the bands operate? I have to bring up Mashuga again when yeah. we bring up that conversation because Mashuga is the band that actually linked the two together exactly how it should be where they use the higher forms of rhythm, higher right. forms of time signature, higher forms of uh, melod- melodic writing, a lot of a lot of uh, Frederick Thornton stuff in Meshuggah, he gets that from Alan Holdsworth, you know, Alan, Alan Holdsworth exactly. is, a, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of their rhythmic stuff that they do, they get from Frank Zappa. When, if you go listen yeah. to a lot of Frank Zappa stuff, all that seven and nine stuff, Frank Zappa is crazy for yeah. going in, in between time signatures like that, man, and playing those lines and Meshuggah, you know, got a lot of their stuff from that stuff. So, that's that's where they take from jazz they take right. you know all that stuff and they they do it you know, not a lot of not a lot of new ba- metal bands do that but that's just because not a lot of new metal band the, the the musicians aren't that high of a level of musicianship but sugar you can tell that they were like these badass musicians that were right. like okay and, and i mean they're from sweden so you know it was only natural for them to be like okay let's start a metal band you know, there's a yeah, big yeah. out there. So. Yeah. It's, it's funny you said that, Cam. I was reading an article with Tony Williams, 
And he said, like, right after he left Miles, he was hearing electric, you know, you know, electric and, and John McLaughlin. And, yeah. and then he went on, of course, he went on to form Lifetime with Allen. Yes, but, um, Lifetime. That's like, yeah, yeah. 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 Woo. Like, that's like jazz metal, too, a little bit. Oh, yeah, but, but, yeah. Literally that. Yeah. He, he, now, he had a Beatles poster on his wall when right. he was wor working with Miles. Now, the Beatles aren't heavy metal, but it's just like the, the, his article was like, his interview was like, I had to, I had to move on. You know, I could only, I could, I didn't want to look for another Miles. Although he went on to play with Wallace, you know, but it's like at that time he was hearing electric, you know, and he was totally. really, he said he was really heavy into Jimi Hendrix. Totally, you know? man. He totally. Said Jimmy used to blow his mind, you know. Lifetime so. is exactly that record. That's <laughs> like the beginning of jazz rock you know because yeah. then mm -hmm. tony started playing a lot with like stanley tells me a lot of stories like him and tony used to play a lot and stanley's really into that jazz rock stuff too. oh yeah man. yeah yeah man and they they used to get to get him and tony used to get together all the time and play like some fusion rock jazz stuff that stanley played with the new barbarians with keith Richards. absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely man. but but dig this man robert trujillo he's a badass bass player truly yeah yeah man but, but um uh he uh, produced uh, the Jocko documentary. That's right. You know? Right. Huge right. Jocko fan. And, and, you know, Lars, his dad was, I think, I heard he was a jazz uh, impresario right. back when he was growing up. So Lars Ulrich. So, yeah. Hey, man, there's, there's no separation in this music. No. There's no. Not. If you open it's your not. ears enough, you get to see how it's yeah. all connected. You know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Jim, yeah. Jim, Jimi Hendrix is like, you know, almost a god. He, in terms of guitar, guitar godfather of guitar metal man because yeah. he was the one that really introduced that crunch sound to the mm. to the world man you know right i would have to say man after it wasn't it, before Jimi hendrix i mean you had like you had chuck berry and you had a lot of guys that were doing like rock and roll but it was more like rockabilly rock and roll it was more like um you know blue still blues influenced where right. jimmy jimmy <laughs> Plugged into that Marshall 800. <laughs> man, Miles, Uncle Miles loved Jimmy, you know? Yeah. He, lo he loved the band of gypsies, you know? He loved Buddy Miles. He loved the Billy Cobb. Buddy Cop. Miles. He, you know, yeah. You know, any of Jimmy's bands, man. Were, right, right. Yeah. But yeah. everybody's influenced by someone, you know, like Sly was influenced by that. Yeah. You know, Jimmy and Sly and their whole, you know. And and totally. it, it, when you when I like I hear you with the heavy with the metal and the heavy metal, but it's all it's all relative, you know. It's, it's all, all like yeah, a, rela yeah. a relationship, you know. It's you know, it's just sure. where, where, where you want your ears to go, you know, where you want your heart. You know what it's I mean? It's exactly I, that. I, I listen fact, to all. If, if you hear some, like if you hear a lot, if you listen to a lot of if you uh, the Bitches Brew records or Live Evil, that Miles is going straight there, man. Yeah, He's going yeah, straight yeah, there yeah, yeah, so yeah, many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 definitely connected. Did those themes, you know, from metal kind of because that Planetary Prince, your album that came out in 20, 2017, it has a metal vibe, man. Just from like the look of the cover, you know, <laughs> you've got uh, the tunes that what are the what are the some Lucifer Rebellion, um, yeah. <laughs> End of Corporatism. Um, I'm going, you know, we're <laughs> we going for a metal concept. vibe. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I, I actually joined Jada Pinkett's metal band in, in 05, oh, right, man, yeah. Wicked Wisdom. And I actually wrote that record with uh, the other guitar player. And so, yeah, for at least 10 years, I was on the metal scene. I actually switched over and started playing guitar. 
and the whole thing, man. Yeah, we toured Ozfest, wow. we did Seven Dust, we did all that stuff, man. All those tours, man. So that was that was a another unique experience yeah. for me, man, to be a part of that world, uh, the touring world. And that was actually a lot of my first, you know, touring experiences came from that too, as well. And so that that stuck with me, you know. I have a lot of influence. I also have the Indian influences as well, man. I, I studied tabla for like four years. I got so into tabla. I would practice Beautiful, tabla man. for like six, seven hours a day, man, just because I wanted to be like, you know, uh, uh, Abhiman, my teacher, Abhiman Kaushal, badass tabla player, you know, Zaki Hussain. So I got yeah. into that so heavy. I so would you big, learn I the, I don't know if they're called rudiments on tabla, you know, where you verbalize the, um, yeah, um, um, uh, they they call them uh, compositions and, right. and like bowls, all the different bowls, yeah. like the different different forms of the composition. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, you, a, yeah, that's 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 funny you said it, man. Cause I love that sound. You know, it's I, I, sound. I'm just fortunate enough to play with Badal Roy. You know, who played on oh, the court. Oh, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Debashish is in our band now. He's 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 like he comes out of that. But Dal Roy and, and, and man, it's like it's man, you play tabla. Do you play tabla, Vince? No, 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 no. no. Oh, I respected. Okay. I respected too much, you know. But <laughs> I, I, no, no, but not not it's but camp. Him, I mean, though. it's it's a beautiful instrument, and I want to take man. time to study. You'd have so, to really study. Yeah, yeah six yeah. hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, it's it's that's that's man. Between that, between tabla. And really diving in, like I, I'm talking about diving into that world, man. I got so mm. dedicated for a second there, yeah. man. I was like, shoot. And then, what's, and what's then, the brother that plays with Stanley with you guys? Yeah, that's my boy, Salar Nadir, man. This yeah, cat, badass. Uh, yeah, man. He's, he's, bad. he's killing, man. Now, I played with him with the Miles from India. Oh, really? That's, oh, I saw wow. you guys in London. Remember, I saw you guys in London at Ronnie yeah. Scott, and we yeah. hugged each other and said, Yeah, man, yeah. He's bad. So, He's bad. so, oh, that's killing. You got him in uh, in the group. Well, he was there when One I went the to rehearsal in San Francisco, and he was already oh, there. Cool. You know, but we hugged in, in London because, you know, he'd worked with us, and he's working with Stanley and you guys, you know. But he's a bad yeah. cat. He's a bad. I would love yeah. to hear you and uh, Sol, uh, Solar go, that would be killing, man. <laughs> we, we, we can get you in there if, if uh, first day, Toronto 2021. So, yeah. Yes, sir. I heard it here first. I heard it here first. Yeah, I can hear that too because there's you know one commonality between really all music, but the the music that we just mentioned was like Indian classical music, Carnatic music, um, even like that heavy groove metal, jazz, hip hop. Is this idea of locking in, you know, musically, and then just letting it go wherever it wants to go, you know, exploring, opening it up, you know no preconceptions anything like that and i feel like one of the real kind of thrills of your album was getting that feeling with each track you know locking in and then okay i'm just gonna let this thing go wherever it wants to take me yeah you know i mean there's two different types of forms of music there's the improvisational music and compositional music you know yeah and i've had this conversation with stanley so many times man about the the impact of both and how they both have their pros and cons, you know? Improvisational music lets you let go, lets everybody exp express the empty space of music, but then that's the pro. But then the con of improvisational music is sometimes it can float 
it can it can float too much and then you lose everybody but then you got the compositional music is like um the pro of compositional music is everybody's so tight because everybody's playing the same thing that's written on the page everybody so the band sounds really tight but then the the con of compositional music is uh no nobody can really nobody's really expressing themselves you know expressing the the inner core of themselves you know so you have to have the best little bit of the best of both maybe huh yeah that's that's so with so in the last record planetary prince and now with this new record coming out with seven um i really am doing that now the the, the composition comes from like the metal bands mm-hmm. and improvisational comes from jazz all the jazz stuff that that i studied now kind of put those two worlds together so the heads, like I almost even even it, it's I'm taking it farther. The, the composition I'm taking it farther than a head. It's right. like the the band's playing like a whole tune, and then you get to the solo section, and then it becomes pure Im, Im, improvisational. After that, it could we can go. You can go as far as you want, and then by the end of the tune, you come back to the composition. And it's just like, you know, it's just like a machine gun at the end of the tune, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, man. It's, 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 really, it's really cool to explore with those two different worlds. Yeah, okay. So what the name of the album is, when is it and when is it coming out? So the name of the album is called Seven. And that's okay. coming out Seven. February uh, February 19th. The whole okay. record will be. Uh, and then the single is, is dropping November 13th, the first single. From the record seven is dropping uh, November thirteenth. Twenty titled Red. Yeah, no, it's it, 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 twenty twenty November thirteenth, twenty twenty. That's going. Oh, on okay. Two weeks. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. beautiful man. So, who's on the record? Uh, so I went and got. So now I got these young younger guys. You know, this this comes full circle, man. Comes full circle. Younger guys, bro. Yeah, yeah. man. So. Um, uh, Colin Cook on guitar. He's absolute shredder. He's from uh, DC. I got Max Garrell on bass. He's from Dallas, and I got uh, obviously Mike Mitchell from Dallas. Mike Mitchell is right, the young, right. the young. Yeah, he's the young uh, destroyer on drums right now. So, uh, <laughs> and it's just like a quartet, man. We're going in. It's kind of like it, it's similar to the Return of Forever kind of quartet: guitar, oh, piano, cool. bass, drums, and then we yeah. just we just take it. We just we're taking it there, man. We're bringing it to the streets. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Beautiful. We'll be looking forward to that. And then you play also in the Miles Electric Band. Yes. When I can get them. Yeah, when, yeah, of course. But, but <laughs> I hope to get you in, in you know, but you'll be out. You know, I, I get you when I can, you know, but of course, you play man. with us at House, uh-huh. uh, Brian. But but we didn't play, like, I'd call a standard, but it would never end, like you said, machine guns at the end. And that yeah. was, that was <laughs> it was so fun to call a standard because you didn't know where the hell it was going to go. You yeah, know, man. I remember we played one night, Cam, and I, this actor was there. And I can't mention his name. But when I got home about two in the morning, he wrote me the, this long letter about how he dare us uh, 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 desecrate these standards like this. I was like, man, fuck. Whoa. You know, you know, he, yeah, man. He got mad, huh? He, he's wow. a famous actor. I'm not going to call him out. Yeah. But I was like, what? Wow. You know, yeah, man, like this is sacrilegious in the way you guys change the songs. And I'm like, and he couldn't even wait till the next day. He called me and emailed me. By the time I got home, I read his email. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. You know. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. Like, 
See, and that's, uh, as you know, Vince, I get that teaching from Miles. Miles was big on Man, he didn't care. He, he'll man, cuss I, you out. He'll cuss oh, you I would, out. I would, I would have a review. I would have a great review of a night before. I mean, the night after, right? He right. told me to tear it up, you know? He said, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't, good or bad, I don't want to. Good or bad, just don't want to know. Rip it up, no. That's Miles Davis right there, man. He was, and, and, he was strict with that shit, man. And you may <laughs> refer to him as crickets instead of critics. He called right. them crickets, you know? Right, said, no, right. Crickets. Because they be, yeah. people want to let you know they're really, in fact, in some, some places like uh, in Germany and stuff, they're really bad with trying to box in yeah. and label it something. You gotta, it's got to be labeled, it's got to be boxed in. And you know, so many times we've had, we've, I had to tell like little uh, interviewers and stuff out there, like, it's not like that, man. It's just you got to let go of that. It made me feel even better than like that he didn't get it, you know what I mean. Right. I couldn't wait till next week so we could put some shit on the, on the next audience. You know what I mean? That just right. gave me some fuel. You know, like, okay, cool. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, hey. man. And you came up in the 90s, Cameron. Were you old enough to have seen Miles live? Would you have seen him live or no? No, I I missed him. I mean, I probably oh. could have seen him if I was, like, young, like, eight or nine. But I missed okay. him by then. Like, by the time I got... Like I, I I woke up in the world of jazz. I was about fifteen, and that was actually almost like ten, or it must have been about ten, maybe even a little less after he had passed away. So yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So I didn't get. But a you've heard the stories. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard the stories, man. And uh, you know, I've I I got a chance to see a lot of some some of the other older cats, like especially I, I got a chance to hang out with Herbie uh, quite a few mm. times along the way and herbie hey he's got all the stories man oh, so yeah. It was, oh yeah 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 it was killing yeah, yeah. stanley has some cool stories stanley and lenny and, and, and stanley stanley told me some stuff stanley told me some stories about our blakey that was crazy man. <laughs> 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 blakey, yeah, dude. Yeah, inspiring yeah. it's really inspiring man yeah 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 man yeah. real leader real wow. leader wow well hey cameraman this has been awesome Thank you for stopping by and chatting with us. Yeah, man. This is thank excellent, you. dude. Yeah, thank hey, you, Vince. Hey, Thanks, hey, man, B, let's have, let's have, oh, man, come on. Let's have <laughs> to come back when, when the record's out, when your record is bubbling. Absolutely, yeah. Let's remind people again. Yeah, absolutely. November 13th, you said? November 13th, 2020 is the first single entitled Red. And then keep a lookout for the the uh, record entitled Seven on uh, February, February 18th. February 19th, February 19th, 2021. Seven. Seven is the album. Social media for our people listening? Yeah, man, yeah, where can so, we follow you? So Cam on Piano. Cam on Piano. Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and uh, <laughs> fa Facebook, man. Facebook. Cameron Graves on Facebook. Beautiful, man. I ask everybody before we sign off, as we leave here, before we click hang up, what Miles Davis album are you going to be spinning tonight after our conversation? Where are you going in the discography? Oh, we got to go. We got to go live. Live Evil is exactly the record. We got to. We got to play something from Live Evil. That's my. That was the, the record that put me on, man. Put me on. Yeah, sure. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Sounds good, cameraman. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, hey, man. I love you. You know, I love you, Cam. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you so much okay, for okay. this, man. I'll talk to you soon, man. Very well. We're to sign off with people watching at home, but we appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Love to your brother, too. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Okay, man. All right, Cam. Right. Killer Cam.
Killer Cam. He's the dude. Yeah, yeah. He's the dude. That was a good one. Thanks for hooking you know, that up. B, those cats are so humble, but they play their asses off. Man. They absolutely do. Well, man. I, I want Cameron. to talk to Miles and Thunder and Steven and, and get a look Ron on. Ron Bruno Jr. Hundred percent. I ran into Kamasi Washington at a festival once at the height of the epic. You know, mm-hmm. the epic was out. Everybody was talking about it. It was the most humble dude, yeah. quiet. You know, just very. I mean, the nicest cat. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they, they, every single one of them to the man can play their asses off. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, very, Ryan, very Ryan. exciting. Let's get what's Ryan going? on too, man. Ryan Porter. Ryan. Yeah. 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 This is beautiful. Very, very exciting. What's going out on out there on the West Coast? West Coast get down is something special in jazz. That's for sure. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Vince. Well, hey, man. Remind everybody they can check out the swag. And MilesDavis.com, Miles the there store. Jazzes.com is where you can get all kinds of great content, including our special Carlos Santana issue, which is out right now. It's a special issue featuring all Carlos Santana and Cindy Blackman Santana content. Uh, there's, sign there's merch, right, B? There's merch, right? There is merch, yeah. We got some Jazzes shirts, Jazzes mugs, whatever you need. How do we so find there. it? Jazzes.com slash store. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. All right, Vince. Hey, man, another great Miles Monday. Appreciate it. Tonight, tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Bears. Shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> For the Chicago Bears. Against yeah. the Rams tonight. That's right. Okay, big game, big game. My my uh, Dolphins had a bye week, so I didn't have to deal with any tragedy this so, uh, this weekend. Who's up next, B? Who do we have in the following, uh, coming up? In the coming we're, up. We're up working on it, and, and we're taking suggestions, too. So out there in Cyberland, if you wanted to, if you want someone to appear on Miles Monday, let us know in the comments. But uh, we've got quite a few people lined up. Up and coming, baby. That's right. Keeping it hey, fresh. Hey, B. Vince, a pleasure, man. Peace out to you. Stay safe, stay healthy. And as you say, wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. And early voting, you can do some early voting. And vote. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I went, I I went uh, Saturday. I went Saturday, too. Cool, 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 cool. Did our civic duty. Great minds think alike. That's right. All right, Vince. <laughs> Have a great night, man. Jeff, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Behind the scenes, the man. Producer Jeff. Producer Jeff. Peace, y'all. Good night, everyone. Love.